What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Countdown. My name is Ian Farmer. Thank you for listening to The Countdown with Ian Farmer on this Friday night, a very late Friday night, currently 10.30 p.m., 10.38 p.m. to be exact. Blessed to have you guys on here. Appreciate the support each and every day, each time I get on here to give you guys some content. I've been very busy. Um, If you have not yet, um, I currently attend Ashland Community and and Technical College. Please check out their ACTC blog. There is a lot of articles on there that are very nice. We have a great, a lot of great writers at the school, a lot of great teachers at the school, and um, great alumni at the school too. And um, I've been writing a lot on there. So if you guys could go and read that, um, one of the one of the articles is a recap of Super Bowl Forty Nine against the Patriots and Seahawks with the Malcolm Butler interception. And today, uh, um, my preview of Super Bowl um, 56 was just um, uploaded. So, awesome there. I'm going to give you my Super Bowl prediction, and I'm going to give you my um, thoughts on Montrez Harrell's debut for the Hornets. And I'm a very big fan of the pickup. I think Montrez Harrell um, is a um, a great center. He's had a lot of great moments. In the NBA, and he played very well tonight. But first, I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl. So, the betting is all over the place. ESPN had the Rams at minus 3.5. It's now up to minus 4. I've heard minus 4.5. And, and there are analysts such as Nick Wright that think it should be very high. There's a lot of people that think the Rams should be minus 7. The Bengals are huge underdogs in this game. One of the biggest underdogs in Super Bowl history. The Rams, like I said, favor minus four. I would say minus three and a half. I think it's a little bit closer than people think. I look at the Rams defensive line and the Bengals offensive line, and I think there is a huge mismatch. Maybe one of the biggest mismatches from two sides of um, the ball. And Super Bowl history, um, the Bengals allowed the most sacks in the regular season this season and have allowed the most sacks in the playoffs. They now go up against what I think is the greatest defensive line in the NFL. And you have to think about interior linebackers like Vaughn Miller, who we've seen um, in a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl MVP off um, because of his pressure in a Super Bowl. We all know how that went. They played my Panthers. So, you got Vaughn Miller, a very versatile linebacker who can really bring the pressure to the offensive line and to Joe Burrow. The Rams have the best cornerback in football in Jalen Ramsey. He's been the best corner for years now. Um, The Rams, and Sean McVay and the Rams have a great um, scheme that they could use. There's a couple of schemes they could do. They could put Ramsey on Jamar Chase and shut him completely down. Or they could double Jamar Chase and put Jalen Ramsey on T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd, which would probably eliminate both of those receivers. Um, The Rams aren't as hot, aren't as deep at safety, but at corner, the Rams um, have a lot of depth. They have um, one of the best corner. um, They have one of the best um, cornerback cores in the NFL. You look at the Rams' offense. 
You compare Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford. I am not going to say Matthew Stafford is better than Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow, in my opinion, is the MVP of the league this season. I think, at least as of right now, he's passed up Justin Herbert, who I'm a very big fan of. Justin Herbert did have 5,000 yards this season. So in the regular season, it was definitely Justin Herbert. But Joe Burrow, to me, was the MVP of the league this season, especially if he got the playoffs. There's no question about that. Um, but I think Matthew Stafford has experience. He doesn't have the Super Bowl experience, but he has the experience in football. And I do think that can matter in a big game like this. You look at the running games on offense. And I think the Bengals win this. I think the Bengals have a little bit of a better running game. Now, who has the more depth at running back? The Rams. They have Sonny Michelle, who's been in multiple Super Bowls with Tom Brady. He's been the starting running back at points in time. There was points in time Rex Berkman was the starting running back. But Sonny Michelle has been here before. He's the type of uh, running back that can really break down your defense. Cam Akers can be your number one. And whenever Cam Akers is on the sideline, you can bring Sonny Michelle in to really beat down that Bengals defense, which I do think um, is capable of being t- taken advantage of. Now, the receiving cores, the Rams win this by not a mile because I think Jamar Chase is the second best wide uh, not only wide receiver, I think Jamar Chase is the second best um, receiver in this game, wide receiver or tight end I th- or running back. I think Jamar Chase is the best, second best receiver in this game behind Cooper Cup. But the Rams have Cooper Cup, Odo Beckham Jr. Tyler Higby just got ruled out. Big for the Bengals. The, Tyler Higby has been playing some very good football up to this point. He has, I think, a knee injury. Very crucial for the Rams. That's not a guy they need to lose. But they still have Cooper Cup. Still have Odo Beckham. And I think they're going to be... Um, I think the receiver is going to show up. Now, you look at... The Bengals defense. The Bengals defense has played very well. I think the Bengals defense has been top three in the playoffs. The Chiefs are the only team to score over 20 against the Bengals. Now, to be frank, the Raiders did have one of, if not the worst, red zone offenses in the NFL. So shutting them down wasn't that impressive. But Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, it's a very good offense. You look at the tie-ins. Ryan Tannehill threw three picks, and it's hard for me to give the Bengals credit on that because Ryan Tannehill has been very productive over the years, and him throwing three picks, I think he just had a very bad game. He hasn't played well this season. He's definitely took a step back from his previous seasons, but um, nevertheless, they held the Titans at 16 points, so only two touchdowns, so that is very impressive. And... The coaching matchup. Guys, it's not even close. Sean McVay has been to a Super Bowl. Sean McVay is recognized as the best young coach in football. In my opinion, there is no question about it. There is very few quarter um, coaches that have made two Super Bowls this early in their career. And he doesn't have Tom Brady. He doesn't have Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't have Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana. He had Jared Goff for a few years. They made a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford is amazing. This is Sean McVay's second Super Bowl. Sean McVay may very well be the biggest piece to this to this uh, team. And Zach Taylor has had a very good season. I don't think he's the best coach. I think that he. I think Joe Burrow is very good. I think the offense is very productive. 
I think the defense has done just enough, and it's done what it's had to do. I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to disrespect Zach Taylor, but I don't think he's the reason for the Bengals' success. So you can kind of see where this is going. I think the Bengals are very capable of winning. People are saying minus seven Rams, minus five, minus six Rams, minus four and a half Rams. I do not see that. I see it minus three and a half Rams. I think the Bengals are very capable of winning this ball game. But I'm going to give it to the Los Angeles Rams to win this game, and I am going to go. Twenty-eight to twenty. That is my score prediction for the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford wins Super Bowl MVP with Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald. Very close, very very close. But at the end of the day, Matthew Stafford wins Super Bowl MVP because all that he's been through. He's in Detroit for years. Detroit had some good teams, but. None of those teams were the Rams now. Shout out Matthew Stafford. Hope the Rams win for sure. Hope my prediction is right for once. Let's um let's move on to Montres Harrell, who had a very good debut for the Hornets tonight. Um, like I said, I think Montres Harrell was very good, but I didn't expect this out of the gate. Um, I analyzed the entire game, took notes the entire game. In the first quarter, he had six points, three of five shooting. At first, when he got on the floor, Montres looked um a little lost. But his stat sheet says otherwise. He looked like he was kind of like trying to find his place on the floor. Um, just kind of like roaming around, seeing where to set picks and stuff. But, I mean, the stat sheet definitely says otherwise. He got blocked um, on a dunk, his first uh, shot. But other than that, second quarter stays out in the game, which, um, in my opinion, shows that James Rago has a lot of confidence in Montresero. He knows Montresero has been in big spots. He's been on great teams. He's been in the league for a while. He stayed out in the second um, for the second quarter, showing a lot of athleticism on the interior. He made a very nice play where he jumped over a defender and laid up an alley oop. Very, um, I love the athleticism on, on the uh, interior. I think that is exactly, especially that we kept uh, Mason Plumley. So we do have a true. I don't know if Montero is a true big man. He's only like six, seven, six, nine. So he's not super tall. So the fact that we kept Mason Plumley, he can kind of be. That like you know typical center, and then we have a um and more of a athletic type center, and I really really like that. Um, and there's also a clear connection with Trace and Terry. We see that in the second quarter. Jay's, um, Terry Brazier uh, makes a nice pass to Montres Harrell. Montres Harrell dunks the ball. Definitely a connection there. We see the connection with Lamelo and Miles and Lamelo and Bismack Biombo last season, which I miss him by the way. Um, so it's definitely great to have some of those connections. At halftime, Montres had 10 points, 5 of 7 shooting, and 4 rebounds. Um, at this point in the game, he, he is um, showing exactly what the Hornets need from a center. In the second half in total, he added 5 more points to um, round out 15 points, 6 rebounds, 7 of 9 shooting. So, the shooting was very good. He had 6 rebounds, which wasn't bad coming off the bench. And he had 15 points, which was very good coming off the bench. Great debut for Montrez. I expect him to be in the starting lineup very soon. The Hornets' next game is, I believe, Monday because it's Super Bowl Sunday, so there's only a couple games on Sunday. The Hornets play the Grizzlies tomorrow at 7. I don't think Montrez is going to start that early. I could probably see Montrez 
starting as soon as Tuesday against the Timberwolves. He may not get the starting job, but I think Montrez will be the starting center eventually. I'm giving it till next Tuesday, but a great debut for Montrez Harrow, and I'm glad to see the Hornets make a move in the trade deadline. A very good trade, too. I'm really going to miss uh, Ish Smith. He was a great role player, but I think Montrez Harrow was obviously better than Ish Smith. I guess Montrez, I'm assuming, did not have a very big market because you could probably get more than Ish Smith for him. It was another player, too. I can't. Vernon Carey, you could probably get more from Montrez, but I guess he didn't have that big of a market, and it really worked out in the Hornets' favor. There's no question about that. And um, I really like that we got to keep Plumley and P.J. Ever, um, there's a lot of people thinking PJ was going to get traded, and I'm surprised the Wizards didn't demand that because there's probably a good chance we gave PJ because PJ PJ isn't that far from Montrez in my opinion, to be honest. But Montrez Harrell, we we've seen what this man's done in the playoffs. I mean, he really, I mean, when he was with the Clippers, he really um that 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 one series in the first round where the war the 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 champion uh, the the defending champion Warriors only won. In six games against the eight-seeded Clippers, Montrez was a huge, if not maybe the biggest part besides Lou Williams to that series. Montrez has had a lot of playoff experience, you know, you know, a decent amount, and he's played very well. So I'm glad that we got to keep a bunch. We we kept all of our key players um, in this trade. But guys, thank you for listening. I can't wait for the Super Bowl on Sunday. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be on here. You'd have to stay tuned. But like I said, ACTC blog, Ashland Community and Technical College. And you guys are going to see my recap on there. I'm going to work an article for you guys. But either way, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And I will see you guys very, very soon. Love you guys. Peace.